Welcome back. Welcome back to Line Podcast. My name is Aaron Alexander. Today's beautiful episode is with my man, Mr. Brian Hoyer, who is a professional. Uh, he's not actually a building biologist. That's not the term for it, um, but it's a it's a fun term, and it's kind of similar to what he does. He goes into homes and inspects the levels of dirty electricity and electromagnetic frequencies and radio waves and all of this invisible static electrical stuff that's being emitted from the gizmos in our homes um, and our cell phones and 5G and all this stuff. It's very interesting stuff. Um, I really enjoyed this conversation. We recorded this on my roof in Santa Monica and uh, it's really good. Uh, Brian's business is called Shielded Healing and you can have him come out to your home and check out your sleeping environment or your office or what have you. Uh, sleeping environment is the big thing. Anyways, we get into this conversation and uh, just see what the level of EMFs are in those territories. Thanks for checking out the website, alignpodcast.com, A-L-I-G-N-podcast.com. On there, people have been digging the five-day movement challenge. Real simple, five fundamental movement practices everybody ought to have in their daily experience. It is modeled after the Align Method book coming to you December 24th up for pre-sale. Meow. If you all have interest in checking out the Align Method book, you can go to thealignbook.com and that will take you to all the pre-sale stuff. I'm super excited about that. We've got all sorts of great endorsements from people ranging from Laird Hamilton to Wim Hof and Dr. Perlmutter and Dr. Mercola, all sorts of great people saying they dig the book, which I am just so immensely grateful for. Um, thanks to those of you who have started the Align Method online program, which can be found at alignpodcast.com slash method. And there's a seven-day free trial. You got nothing to lose. You can go in there, start sorting out your morning routines, Start sorting out your your home, your office, your travel on how to move more effectively, um, breaking down self-care practices, um, and how to integrate better movement into your life. That's all in there. Highly recommend it. People have been digging it. It also comes along with an Align band, which is a heavy-duty resistance band with a door anchor and a tutorial on how to floss out those sweet, sultry joints of yours. All right, here we go. Back to the podcast with Brian Hoyer. Align podcast. So what is EMF? What is it about it that affects our bodies in a deleterious fashion? Well, there's multiple uh, explanations for that. Uh, the most basic on the biochemical level is these voltage-gated calcium ion channels uh, that's backed up by the research of Dr. Martin Paul out of Washington State University. And what he talks about is how there's this production of this free radical called perioxynitrite that is, uh, you know, this free radical and it's causing all this oxidative stress that for each person it's different. You have weakness in different tissues of, of your body and it can present as multiple different types of symptoms. And so uh, it's causing this cascade of inflammation in the body that uh, that's damaging and you get into this cycle called the nitric oxide perioxynitrite cycle and and it can just continues and persists over and over and over again whereas the body usually wants to do that so that it can get over that hmm. but it continues because the stressor is a continual stressor night after night you're getting exposed to this and you never get a break from it and so the stress continues the inflammation continues 
and you never get a chance to repair. Hmm. What are some of the things that people can be looking for in their house? What's like the low-hanging fruit? So the easiest thing that you can do in your house is turn off your Wi-Fi at night. Um, but even that is not the ultimate solution. A lot of people will turn off their Wi-Fi and say, I don't notice a difference. And that's because you're being bombarded by these cell phone towers and radio towers 24-7. Yeah. And it's kind of like going low gluten, you know. If someone's celiac and they go low gluten. They're still getting gluten. They're still getting gluten. Right. And you have to cut it out for like four to six weeks in order to understand how much your body is reacting to it. And once you do that, if, if anybody's ever done that, they know that like after four to six weeks of avoiding, completely avoiding something that you're highly allergic to and you introduce it back, the body builds up this this uh, massive response to it and you just you get a headache you get a rash or whatever there's all these different things that your body does because it's had the time to repair well with emf it's the kind of the same way we don't have the chance to repair and so our body is continually inflamed and unable to do the work that it's meant to do and so you have to have to be in an environment where you can cut out the wireless you can cut out you know, sometimes turning off the breakers to your room is a, is a good step for the electric fields. And there's multiple stressors that, that I test when I go into someone's house that you have to alleviate in order to recreate that more primal, ancestral human environment that we had before we had all these modern technological advances like electricity and cell phones and wireless everything. Hmm. What about having outlets or uh, things plugged in? That was a pretty huge difference in my bedroom that we just measured right yeah so when you have something plugged into the wall you're bringing the electricity closer to your body and especially if you have things plugged in right next to your bed with the with the wires a lot of people have will have power strips right next to their bed and then their cell phone chargers plugged in and then their chargers going right up to their pillow yeah and they charge their phone on their pillow at night but it's oh, crazy I keep it in there. There's like some percentage. People have done like statistics on how consistently people do that. It's like very high. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's extremely high. Yeah. And the people that I'm, I'm going out and seeing, they're the ones that are more aware. And so I can't imagine what it's like, like if you go into people's houses, like that aren't health conscious or aren't even aware of this issue at all, it's probably extremely much higher than I'm even aware of. How does the airplane mode affect things like that's a that's there's a very novel when i tell people that my phone's in airplane mode when i'm not using it most people are like almost offended <laughs> they're like what do you mean yeah well <laughs> is it, there any it, value to that yeah totally it, <laughs> it cuts out the the wireless frequencies that that you're normally exposed to but if you have it plugged in you're bringing in the electricity toward your body which is a different type of emf stressor so, you know, if you have it in your pocket and you have it on airplane mode, that's great. That's better than any phone protector that you can buy out there. Yeah, right. That's like the number one free, easy thing you can do just by It's unbelievable how it. simple it is that it's not more common. Yeah, well, you know, I I tell people that all the time, but, you know, a lot of a lot of people just don't heed the advice or they don't understand, but when you have a meter and you can like turn on the cell phone, and take it off of airplane mode and see what it's actually doing to your body when you're measuring your body as an antenna, then you start to understand, like, look, listen to all these noises that sound so, so annoying. And I'm going to turn this meter on that I have here right now and just kind of show people what it sounds like. <laughs> so what is that? What are we listening to right now? Right now we're listening to 
the screeching sound you hear is cell phones, towers. And there's some clicky sounds in there. The clicky sounds are Wi-Fi. Sometimes you can hear radio stations through this. When I did a, the podcast with Ben Greenfield, he uh, had a radio station in his sauna that you could hear. So I often joke with people, like, you ever get a song stuck in your head? Oh, wild. Now you know why. <laughs> That's ridiculous. <laughs> but it's kind of a joke. It's not really true. It's not why you get a song stuck in your head. Yeah, right. <laughs> so what is the... so? Is there some type of low-cost gizmo that people can get? I was doing a, one, a conversation with somebody. I forget the guy's name. He wrote a bunch of books about dirty electricity and stuff. And he said something like you just get like an AM radio or something like that and like get the, the static. If you can like, I'm make, be making this up. No, no, no. You're, you're right. And, and that person was probably talking about dirty electricity. Yeah, that's what that. he was referring to. Yeah, so you can get an AM radio and you can test this, like turn it down to the lowest setting on the AM station. And you can go around your walls and test for dirty electricity which is just your electricity will often have like thousands of different frequencies that are riding on it from all the different frequencies in the air but also appliances in your neighborhood solar panels uh, those nasty cfl mercury light bulbs uh, produce a lot of dirty electricity and what that is is it's like when things spark they let off a bunch of different kinds of radio frequencies like even um you know like like when you touch somebody after you get off a slide there's that static electricity a little bit mm. of that is is radio frequency and wireless signals and so if you ha if you multiply that by like a thousand or possibly even a million there's all these different frequencies that we're not even aware of then that's what you get when you're exposed to this dirty electricity and so that's that's different from the electric field which is different from magnetic and wireless and this is why people get so confused there's so many different types of emf so what do people need to, to know about all of that then what's like the standout because very few people are going to actually be able to attach to all of those different measurements right what's meaningful to people at a layman level the most meaningful thing is that the the way that we've inhabited this world today is not in tune with the way that humans have inhabited or animals have inhabited the world for the, the rest of human history. Mm. And so we just need to think of ways that we can use technology safely and recreate a more primal, more, more humane environment for ourselves and that respects our biology uh, of the past. And in order to do that, we need to be, you know, you, you know I'd really, if someone doesn't want to understand all this, you just want to fix this stuff, just... Hire me or one of the guys that I've trained to come to your house and and test all this stuff for you and give you a full protocol on what to do. Because uh, we measure everything, and I'm a health practitioner, so I really want people to see results uh, with that. But the takeaway is, you know, use your, use your technology less. You know, I, one thing I was really impressed with about you right off the bat was you didn't want to be attached to your phone. You wanted to be outside. You're like kind of magnetic toward the sun and, and towards being outside. And being in touch with nature. I'm a weirdo. You're a weirdo in today's world. But I made a lot of a lot of uh, vulgar jokes as well, pretty immediately <laughs> upon meeting you. <laughs> well, Dick jokes running out in the sun shirtless, pretty much right upon meeting you. Well, it didn't help to have that <laughs> orgasmic man. By your orgasmic bed. man. Multiple orgasmic. Multiple orgasmic. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I don't. I don't read it. I just put it out to, for people to see. Oh yeah. Well, that's good. That's the move. Well, my, my wife. <laughs> Like the last baby we had, uh, she read a book called Orgasmic Birth. 
Oh yeah, that's and that good. actually helped a lot. Yeah? yeah. What did she learn from it? That you just need to be so relaxed that you can have an orgasm during birth, and then you can be the pain kind of subsides; it goes away. So she experienced uh, orgasmic labor. birth. She didn't experience an actual orgasm during birth, but it was like a lot less painful than previous births when she was kind of more in that mindset. Yeah. Yeah, it's yeah. interesting how we, we kind of like, you know, we go to a hospital to give birth and kind of treat it as almost like it's like an illness. Yeah. <laughs> you know, there's, yeah. it's, it's like, it's, as opposed to being this natural, beautiful thing that's a part of your nature, it's like, it's like. Totally, yeah. Totally treated as though it's like this, this it's sickness a, it's almost. A sickness, yeah, just get that parasite out of the body type of thing. Get the thing out of there. Yeah. Yeah. So what else, is, what else is relevant as far as people being able to, um, ameliorate some of the stuff in their home is there any other other standout stuff for you yeah so one of the things i i recommend to everybody blanket is is to that if you own your home especially you can you can install something right at the breaker panel that will filter out all the dirty electricity in your house and you know normally i like to test everything to before I install it so I know it's the right solution for you but almost across the board this is like something that everybody can install and it's it cleans the energy in your home and it also helps your appliances to run smoother and cooler and last longer and it reduces the cost of the electricity especially when you got multiple motors running in your house like from the fridge freezer and air conditioner and heat pumps and things like that mm. so it's kind of like it's a green way to to live because it's filtering the energy so that it's more efficient and you can reduce you can save money because you're reducing your electric bill but also it makes the entire stress of the the home go down with the with one of the six stressors which is dirty electricity and so that's something really what is dirty electricity it's all those transients these these multiple frequencies that are that are that are uh, riding on the electrical lines of the entire home so every single breaker every single place where you plug something in or the lights uh, has dirty electricity that's that's flowing through there. Uh, and it's just delivered that way from the power company. And so we have to filter that. That's the solution for it is you filter the, the electricity from coming into your home and make it more clean. And it, and it, it drops the, you know, arbitrary number. It drops the uh, percentage of, of uh, detriment down from like 400% down to like 80% or something like that, hmm. you know, uh, there's, there's really no number you can put on. It depends on how bad it is in each home, but sometimes that's, you know, it's worse in other homes than than than, uh, than the next person next door or whatever, depending on what you have in the home. To what degree is EMF or dirty electricity a, a hermetic stressor, like a stress that's not like a workout, you know, where it's stressful for the body but perhaps not like, you know, making you sick? Yeah, so, you know, that that's a really good question, and, and nobody's really... Uh, phrased it that way to me but here's how i'm going to frame it is that people can handle more of these hermetic stressors during the daytime when they're in a more sympathetic state their their body's more aware and uh and it's kind of i kind of uh, liken it to the idea that at night you you hear a really loud sound a thunderclap or or someone scream or whatever, and you get much more startled yeah. because you're winding down. You're in a more parasympathetic state. You're getting ready to sleep. Your body's getting ready to repair in the evening when mm. your body does that. Uh, during the day, you hear that same loud sound, and it doesn't phase you hardly at all. Your shields are up. Your body's ready for, th for that 
those types of hermetic stressors and things like that. So I right. think no matter what stressor it is, if you're in a more sympathetic state to deal with that, you're going to, you're going to be able to deal with that better. And that's why the nighttime sleeping area becomes so important that's with the really, this issue. Yeah. Yeah. Cause even sound is a frequency. Like when you hear a really loud sound, it can scare you when you're in this more relaxed state or you're taking a nap, you, those freaking alarms that I had growing up as a teenager that like have that horrible, <laughs> eh, eh, eh. So yeah, it was so like the, the death of me. Like no wonder you don't want to get up and go to school, you know? <laughs> so what is grounding exactly? Grounding. It's when you're, you have your body in touch with the earth and in literal touch, literal touch with the earth. And you're getting uh, some negative ions from the earth. What is a negative ion? How does that relate to well, they, your body? They're pulled up through the earth through the DC magnetism of, of the earth. And you can test the DC voltage and the current that's going through your body. And that's different than the current and the electricity that's going through the homes. Because through our homes, what we're using is AC, alternating current which is a jostling, pulsating current. Is that like Edison? That was kind of Tesla Edison. Was at the beginning of the ACs? Yeah, like Tesla Yeah, Tesla was AC and Edison was, was DC. And Tesla kind of won out with that. And, and basically, this in nature, the only kind of pulsations we get are when you're running through a forest and there's sunlight going through the trees and you get flickering light. Hmm. And you're in a sympathetic state. You're either running after an animal or you're running from an animal. But today we get this pulsating current on all the light bulbs because everything's running on alternating current. Except the ones that are better are the ones that actually heat up and have the incandescence to them. So they, they heat up a filament and it gets really hot. And then even though it's on that pulsating current, it doesn't cool down fast enough for for it to go completely off and then back on mm. so it's l much less of a strobe light it's more like a, just a slight flicker oh interesting that sounds like kind of counterintuitive you want everything to be like lower emission of energy in general so if you feel like a hot light bulb i'd be like oh man like get the cool one but that's not accurate that's not that's not that's accurate like a for, nervous system perspective. for health yeah and also the huh. the hotter the filament is the less it flickers the higher wattage the less it flickers and it's also providing you more healing wavelengths in the infrared spectrum, which we're kind of void of with all these more energy efficient light bulbs that are LEDs and fluorescents and things like that. So they say it's wasting energy to have that, but the energy that's wasted, like with the quotation marks around it, wasted, is actually healing frequencies that we need, similar to what we get from the sun in the infrared range. Hmm. What about light bulbs? That's what you're, I mean, you're talking about light bulbs now. Which light bulbs should people be um, thinking about? And I'm also curious more on the difference between alternating current versus direct current. Um, as, so I kind of have two questions. Sure. Um, I don't think they're really related to each other in, in the sense of, I don't think I'm, there's some way that for me to finagle them together into one. Um, so light bulbs, is there, which, which ones should people be going with? Uh, you can get for their health. the higher wattage incandescent bulbs have the filament, the old Edison bulbs. Um, I like 100 watts or higher. Um, in areas, like if you have a desk area where you're sitting, go with at least 150 watts or higher. And then if you need to have LED bulbs to save energy, you can put those around. But have the main bulb that's shining on you uh, be an incandescent bulb or little halogen bulbs. What does incandescent mean? Too. 
Incandescent means that it's emitting. I ask the dumbest questions. No, this is good. This is perfect. <laughs> the sun is incandescent. There's an old song. There's this old song that, that my wife taught me when we first got married, and it was like the stupidest song, but it's like about the sun, and then it's like, the sun is a mass of incandescent gas. It's uh-huh. a giant nuclear furnace or something like that. But the whole idea of incandescence is that, yeah, the sun is incandescent. It's a it's a mass of incandescence and it's shining down on us all the time with this direct beam of light and it's healing us and our bodies are used to that type of healing energy that's that's coming from heat that creates light and that's what the the heated light bulbs do they Mm. they heat up and they create light that's in this full spectrum whereas these other bulbs that we have are technology that just go in a specific frequency they're really high in blue light and green light or pink but they're not full spectrum they're not showing us like what life is truly like so is incandescent like another word for full spectrum yeah from the sun full spectrum in relation to the sun yeah now incandescent bulbs don't have the uv radiation from them so you can't really get burned you can't you can't produce vitamin d from from those bulbs so you still need the sun you can't just unless you get those like seattle sun bulbs not seattle per se but like dark place portland yeah, there's some there's some bulbs that produce UV or UVB, but usually they're fluorescent bulbs. Um, they're not incandescent, and so they have other problems, like they create dirty electricity or uh, they have other. We can't get this thing right. Things I know. God dang it! Can't it's you got to make a bulb, dude. I know. Incandescent full spectrum. Replicating the sun is hard. Yeah, you're you right. Know? They're trying to figure that out, right? Maintaining yeah. a fusion reaction inside of like a little magnetic orb. It's really hard. <laughs> I don't know anything. First thing about that. <laughs> so alternating alternating currents is a pain in the ass because it's irritating. It's like you're kind of like a little kid, like slapping you in a way. Exactly. Hey, dad, 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 yeah, yeah. dad. It's pulsating. Versus direct current is kind of like a mature guru fella holding you on the arm saying like, it's okay. Yeah, exactly. That's a good way to put it, man. That's good. <laughs> yeah, it's a it's a beam of light. It's it's a it's calming. You know, it's 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 a constant. Hmm. You know, we get constant magnetism from that's coming straight up from the earth. Whereas with this alternating current, this AC, we get jostling of our minerals and, you know, we have iron in our in our red blood cells and and that reacts with the magnetism. Every single mineral in our body, every single thing that we see, all of matter reacts with magnetism in a way it's either paramagnetic diamagnetic or ferromagnetic one of those three things and if you just look those up on wikipedia you'll kind of start to understand a little bit more about how much this is impacting the world because everything is impacted by magnetism and when we create this artificial environment where we have all these pulsating magnets everywhere in our cars in our homes and and all these motors that we're constantly running, then we're messing with the way that nature is supposed to to work and function. And the body processes that we have that we've evolved or developed over thousands or millions of years, depending on what you believe, they're not working the way that they were meant to work. So would would you describe like the Schumann resonance and and, and describe that please, but as like some degree of... of like electrical tune in a sense or is that i'm yeah. just making that shit up i don't know don't no, no. don't like yeah it's it's try to 
make me right if that's no, a, no, that's it's not a, right. It's a frequency that we tune into because of different uh, energetic reactions that are happening in the atmosphere. That that's like like when there's lightning that strikes, it creates a resonance, and that resonance bounces up off of the energetic ionosphere like which is in the sky it's like a layer of the sky that has some energy and then it goes back down to the earth and bounces off the earth and that frequency that we have is the schumann resonance and so it's change ever changing but usually within a certain certain range what is the schumann resonance uh 7.83 hertz is the traditional thing but it actually changes every day there's a website you can go on to to look at the daily schumann resonance you, you probably do that don't you you know, I don't. Okay, I was going to say. I figure it is like, what it is. Who the hell does that? I'm like, I guess you might. <laughs> no, I just figure it is what it is, and we'll go out and we'll we'll feel it. And you're the kind of guy that's going to get the Schumann resonance every day, no, no I'm matter hooked, what. I'm hooked right up to Schumann. Yeah. We and Schumann, you and Schumann are tight, we, yeah. we, go, we go way back. <laughs> All right. So what about uh, computers sitting on your lap, stuff like that? Yeah, so those are producing, if you have it plugged in, it's got electricity that's coming right to your body from the plug so yeah that's a, that's an interesting thing the fact that this is this machine's plugged in right now the machine we're talking into you know whatever whatever these are called headphones recording device there's probably whatever but they're plugged in we're like kind of frying ourselves in a sense whereas this could be hooked up to batteries and that would that would take away a lot of that negative right yeah and that's a good stuff. point batteries are are dc and uh if you can run things off of batteries they don't flicker yeah and typically, sometimes they will if there's other technology after the fact that makes it flicker. Like with com some computer screens, laptops will flicker even though they run on a battery. Apple products almost universally are okay for, for flicker. Hmm. And most of them, like the desktops, uh, the iMacs and things, those are grounded as well. So the metal casing is all grounded and there's not much electric fields coming off from that. Really? I kind of thought like Apple was the Antichrist. But they're good in that way. Yeah, they they get some things right and they get some things wrong. I think any like large corporation that has mass control over Earth, it'd be easy to put them into the category of antichrist. So that's just me like ignorant tinfoil nonsense. I'm no. sure they're quite no. quite fine. Well, no, I mean everybody's <laughs> got their their strengths and weaknesses, and I don't want to put a target on my back or anything on that's this very decision. popular podcast. Yeah, it's not, not a good it's not a good decision. <laughs> That's <laughs> yeah, not what you want to do. It's not the right no, way. No. And so, so plugging, unplugging your computer from the wall um, would would help with reducing some of the the so negative. Some of the electric fields and and things, and then there's also magnetic fields. And when you're touching it with your hands, then you're you're getting yourself jacked up. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you can. There's some people that I've I've done assessments for that are really what they call electrosensitive, and they feel things like from from the devices that they are surrounding themselves with mm. and so sometimes yeah. i have to figure out different ways that i can mitigate that and i'll measure their body current there's one woman in seattle i measured her body current on her laptop she's like i don't know there's something about this laptop that's that's just off to me i get sick and woozy every time i even go near it or and when i touch it i just can't be on it for more than two minutes just I to get check that my stuff. email and uh what i found was when she was touching it it was creating a a current a micro amperage that was going through her body that I could measure. And then when I, I grounded her uh, computer separate from her ground that her computer already had, and it went away. And then she wasn't symptomatic for like three weeks, and then something else was bothering her about 
something else in her environment. And mm. so we had to fix that too. And what was something else? Um, her, her phone, like the, the way that she was, she was trying to wire in her phone so that she, she didn't have to use wireless at all. And there was some, I think there might, must've been some kind of dirty electricity that was being, uh, emitted from that hookup. And so I needed to do a little more grounding with, with that to, to mitigate that. But I haven't been back to Seattle since, since that happened. So I'm going to, when I go back to the towns that I visit or that my consultants visit that I've trained, we, uh, we recheck things and we make further recommendations if needed, but usually we can get it right the first time. And then the recheck is free and we make any additional recommendations that we have. What do you think of grounding sheets and grounding pads and all that stuff? Well, I think that there's a lot of money to be made in selling grounding sheets and grounding pads. And, uh, it seems like a good idea, but honestly what we're getting is people surrounded by electricity that are grounding themselves and if you think about it, if you if you have a high voltage electrical line and you're grounded and you go up and you're near it or touch it, you get electrocuted. Yeah. You're bringing all that electricity through your body to the ground. That's exactly what's happening in, in the bedroom or in your office when you're grounding yourself is you're attracting that voltage to your body. Hmm. And I can show people that with the meters that I have that the voltage disappears. It doesn't just, and it's not just like it, disappears because you're grounding it actually goes to your body and then it goes through your body to the ground and sometimes the ground is actually uh has some voltage on it as well and so you're you're getting reverse voltage going through the grounding mat back up to your body and there's current and you you become part of that circuit so it's better to connect to a stake in the ground usually but even if you do that, sometimes <laughs> there's voltage in the ground outside because it's so charged by all the electrical wires that are running everywhere and then the towers that are blasting the surface of the Earth's crust with these higher frequency wavelengths. So it seems all doom and gloom, but but uh, during the day when you're, when you're in that more sympathetic state, you're able to handle it better and there's an input of antioxidants that you can take, some supplements and foods and, and different lifestyle changes, being out in the sun, taking your shirt off when you go outside, that sort of thing. Actually, the photobiomodulation you get from the sun uh, helps to reverse a lot of the EMF damage that you get from EMF. <laughs> and it, it, it'll raise your BH4 levels. What's that? That's, that's, a, that's a type of chemical that that uh that's released when when this photobiomodulation happens that will target the perioxynitrite that's created from the emf damage that's a result of the calcium going into the cells so there's all kinds of biological processes that are naturally occurring that are happening beneficial things that are happening from the sun that we're getting that help us to deal with the stressors we didn't have the stressors it'd be so much better yeah because we'd be getting more repair work done instead of just damage control and so what about people that are afraid of the sun they are much worse off <laughs> you know? we've been and, duped and and you know what like even though you you have that during the day where you kind of have the damage control from being out in the sun being outside and and you're probably you know you're you have a good diet and a good, you know, rhythm of, of what you, what you do. You seem like a happy guy. You're out, you're out there 
providing yourself all these beneficial, uh, nourishing things that you're doing um, at night, your parasymp- your shields are down and you can't have any input. There's no sun out. Yeah. And there's there's nothing that you can do. Everything you're vulnerable. You know, every every animal throughout all history is more vulnerable when they're sleeping, and we're not excluded from that. And we're and neither are the stressors that are that are invisible that we don't see coming onto our bodies. And so, if we can create a safe space in the house, but especially in our bedroom, then we give our body the chance to recuperate and knock out all those stressors and that's just the mantra. I feel like a broken record with that whole thing. All the time I'm telling people this and uh, getting it to sink in is something that's that I'm kind of on a mission to do uh, with understanding how, like at night, your your brain detoxes, your lymphatics are draining. Your glymphatic too. Your, 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 yeah, the glymphatic system through the brain is what's what's detoxing, right? So Sidelining apparently is better for that. What is that? Sidelining is better for the glymphatic system to move all the amyloid beta all the plaque out of there. So they did the the studies that I saw was was with with mice. They haven't done it with humans specifically, cool. but they found that compared to supine or prone, or, you know, laying on the belly or laying on their back, they found that lying side lying, um, either side, either side, mm-hmm. yeah, was the most beneficial for actually getting those those pumps and that circulation to move all and this shit and all that stuff that's that you know the gunk, um, interstitial extracellular fluid waste. Um, is associated to specifically the one that's associated to Alzheimer's is amyloid beta. Yeah. And as you're sleeping, it's really valuable time. I, I describe it cause I'm ignorant as like a douche for the brain. Uh-huh. So every night you have like a brain douche essentially. Right. And if you are compromising that, then you're missing out on douching out that Alzheimer juice. Yep. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> totally. I've never heard it described that way. Probably never will again. <laughs> But yeah, like one of the, that was one of the main things I learned from Dr. Klinghart that made me realize how golden this is to discover that nighttime is this healing time for the brain is that he talks about how like when the glymphatic system is activated, it actually, your brain cells actually shrink by about 40% Mm. and create all this intracellular space. And then melatonin is flooding the brain and it's more than just a sleep hormone. It's also a potent antioxidant. And so when it when it floods the brain, it's it's picking up all these free radicals as it's sweeping down through the cerebral spinal fluid out the back, and it's got all that pumping douching action <laughs> that's going on. Yeah, it's you spreading. just made me say it's douche. Spreading. <laughs> but it's 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 going out there, and that's that's how your body processes that. And if your brain can't detox, man, you're gonna you're gonna have brain fog. You're gonna have through the brain gut access. You're gonna have leaky gut, and your your whole system is going to be out of whack because if you're more in that if you're more in that sympathetic kind of contracted state it's going to be harder for you to to move those fluids in general exactly so it's like a closed system from the get-go yeah yeah so it's it's so important to dial in that sleeping that's a loud breath Sorry about that. People shit on me was sometimes it about that. Through your nose or through your? It mouth? was through my nose at least, well, but good. I didn't realize. I just supercharged. Are you a buteco breather? Like you try? Uh, yeah, I do buteco yeah. stuff. Buteco essentially is like emphasizing one, like like w- they claim that we are over breathing. Um, yeah. You know, so I I do put more emphasis on like the breath out, and I do do breath holds, and you know, I'll hold my breath between phone poles and crap like that. Mm-hmm. I find it really nice. Really helpful with like down regulation. Yeah. One of the things that's interesting about, about that method, too, is uh, a few years ago, two years ago, Dr. Mercola did a talk at Bulletproof, and he talked about the nitric oxide dump. 
and how it's like it's like all the, this series of exercises that you do. It's kind of really cheesy, but it but it works. Him and Zach Bush were were talking about it, but uh, it it releases nitric oxide from your muscles, and and when you do that, it actually makes it so that the nitric oxide isn't present for the EMF to do the damage that it normally does through that nitric oxide peroxynitrite cycle. Oh, are you saying more nitric oxide in the body makes you more vulnerable to the electricity? Yeah, because oh, shit. Well, <laughs> Damn it. Everything conflicts with everything else. It's a a delicate (laughs) process. I don't understand it completely, but but what I do know is when it's stored and it's present in there and there's calcium present as well, there's a mechanism of action where the the nitric oxide will produce the perioxynitrite, Um, but it has to... There has to be a certain set of parameters that that happens. Dr. Mercola knows a lot more about the mechanism and the way that things are working. He's been doing a deep dive of that for the past year, yeah. maybe year and a half now. And uh, and he's got a book coming out, as you know, in a few, like probably next year sometime about that. He mentioned to me about magnesium being helpful to buffer some of that stuff, like as a supplement. Yeah, so it's like a natural uh, calcium channel blocker, uh, magnesium. And your, mag- your magnesium stores are, are actually used up when you're exposed to these different types of EMF because of various things like the muscle contraction requires uh, calcium. When you when your body uses calcium, it's it's contracting and magnesium relaxes. And so when you when you're constantly contracting, you're you're using up calcium. But then in order for your body to relax, it has to use up magnesium. So your body's constantly trying to relax when you're sleeping, especially, and uh, you're using up all those magnesium stores. And I kind of have this theory that I think that the reason so many people are magnesium deficient there's there's many reasons there's mm. never one reason but electricity a huge reason is electricity huh. that's yeah. pretty interesting yeah i wanted you to mention before uh before we wrap up whenever that is the um you, you mentioned a pretty cool story about the the treadmills oh yeah can you t- can you talk about that because i think that's pretty relevant for for this sure so there's a dr magda havis this is somebody that dr klinghart refers to a lot for um studies and then uh, but she she did this study uh where she was aware of of these diabetics that were were exercising and for some reason sometimes when some of them would be exercising their blood sugar would skyrocket like way up and and they were wondering well why is this happening and and so they looked into it more, and they found out that the ones that were exercising indoors, their blood sugar was actually going way up. And the ones that were exercising outside, the blood sugar was going down like it was supposed to. Hmm. And these, these treadmills that they were exercising on indoors produce a lot of dirty electricity. And so uh, they found out this correlation between dirty electricity actually raising your blood sugar and exercising outside without that dirty electricity around does what it's supposed to do and lower the blood sugar and uh what and i've actually found that too when i put in these solutions in people's homes is that i had one guy in seattle uh doug you might be listening to this but he gave me permission to share this at one point but like like uh his he he tracks his blood sugar uh meticulously and noticed a a difference after installing filters in his house like like after I don't know how long it was, maybe several months or a year, his blood sugar finally dropped to a certain level. Wow. And That's it was, powerful and stuff. And he was trying to get it down for a long, long time. Yeah. 
So, and that was just while he was sleeping. It was just like the baseline just went and went went down to this this whole other level. Hmm. What kind of like mental? So, so I guess diabetes would be something that would potentially be in relation to electricity. Yeah. Well, any any stressor really, because if you're raising cortisol, you're you're basically raising. Did you say diabetes or diabetes? I said diabetes. I think that's how like old women say it. That's how they say it in the South. Diabetes. Diabetes. I got diabetes. My family got diabetes. How do you, how does one how does like a real man say it? I say diabetes. <laughs> diabetes. Diabetes. Beaties. That's a Indian cigarette. The beady. Is it? Yep. Did not know that. Now we know. Cool. All right. <laughs> Dude, this is a fun, different podcast. I like this. Good. <laughs> Up on the roof. Take the shirt off. Yeah, Dude, cool. we're trying to yeah we're trying to buffer some of this EMF. Yeah, yeah. totally. We're getting biomodular photomodulation, photobiomodulation. We're getting it. Lots of syllables. Yeah. So so all right. So diabetes um, potentially or definitely a, a link in relation to disrupted electrical atmosphere. I'd say yeah, man. They're they they've actually done a lot of studies with with cows reacting to the dirty electricity too, and and their milk production, mm-hmm. and so. Maybe that's even related to to women who breastfeed who have problems breastfeeding, and I've I've seen a lot of that in my practice when I first started out. For some reason, I was attracting all these young moms yeah. with with kids. It's probably because I was a young dad that had children, and they're like, "Okay, this this guy seems to know something about health. He's a father. He has kids, so we'll go see him." Right. But you know, a lot of people have problems with uh, milk production, <laughs> and if it's affecting the cows and their milk production. How could it not be affecting the women and their milk production? And how much dirty oh. electricity are these breast pumps putting off? A lot. <laughs> They're putting off a lot. And if that's disrupting Damn. milk production, I've never talked about this on a podcast, but I've thought about it a lot. But if, you know, I've tested uh, wow. breast pumps before and they're putting off a whole lot of dirty electricity and the cows produce a lot less milk when they've got the dirty electricity around them. So maybe we should just be manually pumping these these women's breasts instead of not instead of using this machine that's that's doing it. Dude, you could have a side hustle. <laughs> organic organic breast milk? Forget camel milk. Forget You could be the pumper. You oh, already got maybe, the you got the market that for that it apparently. I'd be your sidekick. No, you just be my <laughs> my nurse, my male nurse. <laughs> I'm down. If you need it, if you need an assistant, <laughs> we can good. set up a thing. We'll set up a separate Instagram page. Get a logo. I call it. What, there's a there's a old uh, there's a old cool you really funny YouTube video called Milkmen where the men were actually trying to produce milk. I think it was a spoof, uh. but it was really funny. I had these guys that were like, "There's actually more." There's this woman in a milk bath. She's like, "There's actually a little more protein in the male breast milk." <laughs> 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 what do you think about drinking milk from another animal? People get all hot and bothered about that topic. Yeah, they do. I'd, I I mean, I like butter. Yeah, what butter's say, good, man. I'm all about it. It makes me feel good. Yeah. Yeah, people trip. I know. There's yeah, some people, the vegans especially. But the, the, I mean, this is going outside of your scope of awareness, I'd imagine. Maybe it isn't. I don't know. But, um, yeah, the. do you have any sense of, of like... Do you do you have a strong opinion on on cow milk or 
No, not not really. I think everybody's an in bio individual, and and they have different backgrounds, different uh, you know, nationalities, and and places where they came from, where where different diets were, where diets were just different. Yeah. You know? All over the world, there's different diets. Yeah. Some people drank milk. Some people didn't. Some people are more, like, it's more allergenic to them, and other people they they can tolerate it, and it's better. Yeah. You know? So all right, we gotta wrap this thing up. Um, this has been really fun, man. So grounding good or bad good or bad it depends you have to measure it i think ultimately if you're if you're deciding whether to ground or not look around you if there's electricity don't ground if there if there if there isn't any electricity out in the forest or where it's kind of far away then you're pretty safe how far away that's the question because if you're saying because i'm i'm like pretty sure i'm gonna remain die hard like if there's a grassy patch i'm gonna take my shoes off just because it feels better but yeah. maybe so, i'm wrong well if there's you know trees will actually protect you from some of the electric fields if they're like between you and the power lines because the, the roots ground the trees and you can actually measure that with a little with a little meter even a little 25 30 dollar little volt sensor you can buy at the, any hardware store uh, i use a little sperry volt sensor like you can put it in your pocket and you can just test so if you if you do want to do a lot of grounding just put that thing in your pocket or your backpack or something and and just hold it up and you'll see when you go under a tree it goes like the voltage goes goes away mm. maybe and that's so why buddha got enlightened underneath a tree maybe because he, he didn't all stirred up his lymphatic system was pumping pumping some third eye was opening there you go parasympathetic was all right so grounding so it's it's iffy what so it could be wiser for you to keep your shoes on in a park if it is near some stuff that might be emitting some some frequencies you don't want to be pulling up from the ground yeah is that what i'm hearing yeah and you know i'm kind of thinking about this more now and and just i haven't tested this but philosophically just thinking about it like bigger trees probably have deeper roots and they'll be less affected by the by the voltage because they go deeper hmm. so maybe if you ground next to deeper trees now i'm gonna go test this you got me thinking dude we gotta test this stuff yeah but if you go near a bigger tree it's probably gonna be better grounding there or a rock that's really deep into the earth or something like that oh so it's like the superficial layer of the ground yeah it's gonna be there's gonna be more charge from that yeah definitely oh yeah so you could just dig a hole in your backyard and go sit in it you could it w and it would be it would be deeper and you know moisture has a factor so in it basements too. are a better place to be from an electrical perspective i guess it depends on what's laced yeah, in the depends basement if you got electrical going through the basement that's unshielded and that sort of thing i just we're remodeling my house right now i have a uh, metal clad conduit through the whole house it's an earth contact home and so it's got really good ground and then we're shielding the whole thing with our special shielding paint that i use at a grounds everything out what's the paint called it's a it's a graphite and carbon based paint i use i use uh i use a a y shield paint uh you recommend them obviously yeah that's uh it's applied in a specific way uh that that i recommend to do it when people purchase it from me because <laughs> I, I i have to have something that's proprietary and the way that you put the paint on matters so much in and how you how it shields yeah uh, and if you shield it the wrong way, it can it, sometimes it can make it worse, and that's what why a lot of people can say make it worse. That's why some people say the shielding paint doesn't work. It's because they did it. All right, what would wrong. they what would they do wrong with it? 
Or is this like secret secret no, sauce not, recipe? Absolutely secret. They shield, blend. they shield one wall or or they don't they don't apply it the proper way. Um, what does that mean? They they make it so that so that they uh, like you have to test the the walls first and know exactly where to go. And each bedroom is different, so you have to paint some things and not other things, and then and then uh, like overlap the shielding so there's no holes in the shielding. Hmm. And a lot of people aren't understanding. Okay, you take the reading and you understand how intense is the area, what frequencies are being are you being exposed to, how many layers of paint do you need, and and where do you need the shielding the most, and how do you completely encapsulate this place so that it's absolutely perfect? These are all things that I've tested over hundreds and hundreds of assessments and of people that have shielded, and I've gone back and tested, and like we see good results with people. Night sweats disappearing after decades. Hmm. People getting off of their Snoring. sleep medication. People with sleep apnea getting off their sleep app, app or uh, their CPAP machines. If people are in apartments, this is really, we really do need to wrap up. If people are in apartments, like you know, are they just just don't live in a big apartment or what? No. If you're on like the fifth floor of some or the penthouse suite. Right. Are yeah. you just like? No, I mean, there you can create a. I believe you can create a healthy space almost anywhere. Cool. Uh, we we as bad as the technology gets, we can improve and we can advance and we can understand how to mitigate that technology. All right. Well, man, thanks so much. Yeah, you're thanks for entertaining my. Uh, my preschool questions no it was cool i like the preschool questions i appreciate that um is there any other final bits people that people should be doing as far as for their their home protection i would imagine a very low percentage of people not that i want to curse it but would actually go to some of the steps such as painting their walls even though it seems like a pretty moderate simple step to do but my, my guess would be the percentage of people that will actually go to that unless they're experiencing issues probably isn't isn't the highest um although it sounds like a great idea is there any stuff that like right now people can go to their house and just do these couple few things like yeah so today? yeah i mean un unplug things lamps from your rooms start charging your phones on on batteries at night instead of plugging them into the wall you can get those little power banks those anchor power banks or any any brand of power bank that you charge during the day and then just and not plugging in the wall near your your bed is the thing yeah near your bed or you can you know I, li I like to just have people use that all the time and most people like to have a charger with them anyway because sometimes you're out and about and your phone dies and yeah people feel stranded or whatnot we're so connected to the technology it's oh crazy. yeah your phone dies you're like a part of you dies yeah it's very interesting the yeah. cyborg part mm -hmm. yeah anything yeah. else um get sun yeah, get sun. Get outside. Magnesium supplement? It. People need to do it? I think magnesium can be good. Um, molecular hydrogen can be can be good, too. Astaxanthin. Like, there's there's all kinds of antioxidants that you can take during the day that help you deal with these stressors. Is that like in, like, the hydrogen water? Or what kind of molecular hydrogen? Yeah, kind of? hydrogen water. Any any type. I haven't seen a difference in, in the different brands, really. Yeah. Um but I have seen it benefit people that are really sensitive to these things. And the astaxanthin is huge too. Ground. With fish oil. Ground regularly? Like take your shoes off and go out to find a rock or a deep rooted tree perhaps? I'd imagine most of these things is like it's a more of a consistency thing. If you go like, 
you know, you do your big retreat every six months where you like totally de-stress. It's like a broken system compared to someone that just does that every hour or hour and a half or whatever. They just go out and have a moment with something. They kind of discharge. Yeah. Is that sensible? Yeah. yeah. Build new routines that, that connect you with nature and then, uh, then unlink some of these habits that you have that are causing harm, like keeping your phone on instead of putting it in airplane mode when you're not using it. Yeah. Um, so simple. Figuring out, there's an app you can get called Open Signal where you can figure out which tower your phone is connected to at home or anywhere. But I mainly tell people to figure it out at home. That way you can orient yourself where you get the best signal and your phone's not going to be pumping out as much juice mm. to connect to the tower. That's interesting. So that's that's one little easy tip you can do. Cool. How do people find you? How do people learn more about your stuff? And then we'll officially close this thing down. Yeah, shieldedhealing.com. I'm mainly active on social media through Facebook. So you can go facebook.com slash shielded healing. And, uh, and then I, you know, I do a lot of interviews and I travel all over the country. I'm training more people to do this the right way. And so keep checking on the website. Dope. Yep. And you use Instagram kind of, but you, you, the last video you put up didn't work. So you're, you've got some PTSD about Instagram. Yeah, I do a little (laughs) bit. You're right. I need, I need a little, uh, crash course. (laughs) Crash course. All right, cool. Sweet brother. Thanks so much. All right. Over and out. Hope you guys enjoyed that conversation as much as I did. I want to present y'all with a fun opportunity of starting a program that I created called the Align Method Online Program that focuses on unwinding the unsightly patterns of staring into technology, essentially. So forward head posture, roll forward shoulders, hyperkyphotic spine, disengage glutes, knees collapsing in. If there's collapse in any level in the body, it will trickle up and down through the rest of the system. That program focuses on unwinding those things, giving you self-care practices, movement practices, and lifestyle adjustments, very subtle ones, that will give you all more flexibility, more strength, more confidence, more energy, all the good things. Um, And you can start the first week absolutely free and just go to alignpodcast.com slash align method, A-L-I-G-N method. Along with that guy, you will receive the Align Band, which is a heavy-duty resistance band with a door anchor. And that also comes with its own online program that is free with that thing. Go to alignband.com and start that program for free. Um, I think that's it. I so greatly appreciate you guys listening to this conversation. So greatly appreciate reviews on iTunes, sharing uh, on the Instagrams or the Facebooks or wherever you do your shares. Uh, This program goes on lives on because of y'all so um it doesn't go unnoticed thank you for listening thank you for reviews thanks for joining your life enjoy